Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Hello, everybody. I'm Christine Drummond. I am host of Boss Talks, and I am here with my co-host, Joel Lord, and we are continuing on with the law of success by napoleon hill we're up to lesson number five today which is imagination so for all those creatives out there the visionaries you are going to absolutely love this episode but before i get into the nitty-gritty and the content of this chapter i'd just love you to share this episode if you love this podcast we would love you to share this information out you know it doesn't cost you anything it's free information but we love um, educating, inspiring, and really challenging people's thought processes. And we love also regurgitating all the hours and hours of um, self-improvement, personal development that we've endured over the years. We love giving that back to you guys. So if you love this content, share it out and, and help us get the message out there so people don't have to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for this information uh, like we have. So today we're talking about imagination and imagination has been called the creative power of the soul. Do, 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 do. Sounds so dramatic, doesn't it? Um, but your imagination is the mirror of your soul. So if you've got uh, the perfect right to stand before the mirror and see yourself as you wish you to be. So what they're saying is you get to choose how you wanna be. You don't have to let your past dictate your future or dictate the person that you need to be. You don't need to be the same person you were 15 years ago, 15 months ago, or even 15 minutes ago. You get to re, uh, reinvent yourself. You get to evolve. You get to expand. You get to create, design, rebirth yourself into whatever you like. And I think, Joel, the thing that keeps people back is that they have these ideas, but they never act on them or they don't quite know how to act on them. You know, a lot of people um, don't even let their imagination run wild. We, we look at other people or we look at traits and characteristics of other people and that are attractive to us, but we never imagine ourselves embodying those characteristics or those traits. Oh, that's just Christine. She's got those traits. I couldn't, I couldn't embody those. But we're here to tell you today that we want to give you permission to let go of the past we want to give you permission that you can reinvent yourself from this day forward. Now, we're coming up to the end of the year as we are recording this podcast. I think we have like two or three days left of 2020. And I don't know about you, Joel, but I am—I feel like I've been rebirthed over the last couple of weeks. I've, had, I've peeled back so many layers <laughs> that now I really know who I am at the core. I know what I stand for. And now it's my imagination, my vision for myself that I get to create the person I need to become in order to achieve the things I want to achieve in life. And that excites me to the core. I am so excited about the future. And um, I know that you are as well, Joel, because we were just talking off air about all the amazing things that we want to accomplish in our lives. And sometimes you have to take that step back, don't you? Both you and I have been on this um, self-evolution journey, this process, um, digging deep, peeling back the layers over the last few months. And we've had to take a step back in order to progress forward further, go further, faster, all that kind of stuff. So this is a big topic. It's imagination. You said it wasn't your favorite topic so far, <laughs> but 
But I actually really love this one because you get to be playful. You get to be creative. You get to design yourself, your days in a way that is congruent with who you are. And that's what excites me about it. So I want to bring you in here, Joel, and um, get you to share what you got out of this chapter in regards to imagination. Well, actually, like it, at the beginning of the book, it gets you to mark yourself out of 10 for each chapter of the book, what you believe you are. And then as you go through the book uh, and you apply the lessons that you've learned, you actually give yourself another score at the end and see how much you improve because, you know, <laughs> how you know that the books work, right? True. It's a tremendous book. Uh, it, like it's not the first time I've read it. I tell you what, like talk about, um, you know, peeling back the layers, like the last couple of months, not because of, you know, everything else that's going on and, you know, depending how fresh it is in everyone's memory, when you're listening to this, like um, it, it's, it's not for the reasons that you think it's like uh, the last couple of months and everything have been challenging because like I've been tearing back the layers to make myself better, not because of as a reaction to anything else it's that i want to grow myself and you know um i think that's important important to get out so like as far as like the imagination is like just marking myself at the beginning i thought oh, i'm not really the most imaginative person i'm not the creative person i tend to uh, look to other people that are creative like uh you know even christine our dynamic in the work we've done i was like the guy that just went and implemented you were the girl that like thought of the cool idea and you know, like you just come and tell me, Hey, what do you think of this? I'm like, yep. Just tell me what the next step is and I'll go smash it. Like I still remember when we did our, um, our value ladder five minutes before we did our event. <laughs> and I was like, yep, great. Let's just, I'll, I can sell that. And we did, it was really great. So um, I didn't think I was the imaginative guy uh, until I read the chapter and I realized that, you know, the problems that I've faced in business took my imagination to solve. Like I'm the guy that comes and can see very easily, like the patterns and the, the, how to overcome challenges and how to get over obstacles in business. And, you know, I can see patterns in people like that kind of stuff. So like that actually takes, uh, some people call it intuition. Like that takes a bit of imagination. You got to actually be able to imagine what it's like to be in the other person's shoes to see, you know, what they're going through. Like, how can you understand people? How can you empathize with people? So um, I realized I wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> so, you know, like when you think about it, everything that we are working with now, like our podcasting gear, our phones, our cars that we drive, everything started in someone's imagination. Like we didn't just rock up on earth and then there was a chair. <laughs> Someone had to think, how do I make a chair or how do I make an iPhone? You know, like think about it. It was impossible, impossible for humans to fly until the Wright brothers thought, I wonder if we can fly. <laughs> they had an imagination and then they spoke it into words. And then as Christine said before, they took the bloody action and they brought it into reality. So I guess the, the question I have for the listeners is, have you ever had an idea pop into your head from your imagination, that's a million dollar idea. And then you don't act on it because excuses, insert excuse. 
And then six months bloody later, someone else has come up with the same idea and they're making a million bucks. Has that ever happened to anyone? Like if that has, leave us a comment. Like tell us, tell us what that idea was. What's the one that got away? And the next time one of those ideas pops in your head, uh, would, are you going to act on it? So I'm curious, Christine, have you ever had one of those uh, million dollar ideas uh, pop in your, into your mind and then someone else starts doing it? Yeah, the electric car. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> never, never even thought of that. But yes, you do. I, I can't give you an example. I can't think of any, but I definitely have gone, oh my gosh, I, that's what I was going to do. But I don't know, through limiting beliefs or something, we just don't think that we can pull it off. So then we don't even attempt it. And then someone else does. And then you beat yourself up that you didn't even give it a crack. Um, so that happens all the time. But there's, um, it's so hard to have imagination when you've got a closed mind, by the way. So if you're someone and you recognize that you have a closed mind, your, your imagination probably isn't running wild in your life. <laughs> so I would love our listeners to really rate yourself on how open-minded you are as a person. And I want to read this passage um, out because I think it's really important. But through its interpretive capacity, the imagination has one power not generally attributed to it, namely the power to register vibrations and thought waves that are put into motion from, motion from outside sources, just as the radio receiving apparatus picks up the vibrations of sound. So the principle through which this interpretive capacity of imagination functions is called telepathy. The communication of thought from one mind to another at long or short distances without the aid of physical or mechanical appliances in the manner explained in the introduction to this course. So basically what they're saying is that through imagination, we create these thoughts, these, these areas or realms of possibility, and they grow and evolve and telepathy, telepathically, <laughs> We, we tend to pick up on that. Like if you go back to the horse and cart days, I bet you people were not thinking that in, you know, down the track there'd be flying cars. But through evolution, through imagination, through, through that telepathy of thought, we grow, we evolve, we see possibility and our imagination grows. And so we have to have the, the courage to imagine things. We have to have the courage to you know, to unleash that creative side of us. Okay. It's our birthright to do that. So, um, and some of you are probably like Joel going, you know what, I'm not a very creative person, but that's because it's, it's kind of like a muscle. When are you ever allowing yourself to use your imagination? When do you ever go out in silence or allow your brain to just do a big brain dump and let your imagination pen to paper, just go wild. When have you sat around the dinner table with your family to go, you know, if we could build um, the perfect house, what will we have? Like my kids have got three slides in our perfect house. We've got a floor completely built of trampolines. We've got slides from the top. You know, their imagination just runs wild um, when, they, when they think of this house that they would love to design. And I'm not here to say that's not possible. My, my son who's four talks about this green Lamborghini that he's going to drive when he's older. And I'm like, absolutely, buddy. If you want a green Lamborghini when you're older, when you can drive, you go for it. But you're going to have to be a very savvy saver to pull that off, you know. But I'm not going to tell him that that's not possible, 
that he can't achieve, achieve that. You know what I mean? So we want to be really careful how we use our imagination and, and how we um, encourage others to use theirs as well. So I love this uh, line in the book where it says, you will see how important the subject of imagination is when you stop and realize that is the only thing in the world which you have absolute control. No one can take your imagination away from you. Others may deprive you of material wealth. Um, they may cheat you in a thousand ways, but no man can deprive you of the control or the use of your imagination. And that's why it is so powerful. It is so powerful and it is your, um, your right to freedom. So we want to make sure that we're giving you guys the tools, the, I suppose the inspiration, the possibility um, that's going to guide you to, to start thinking bigger. And I want to give you two examples here. Um, there's a little um, case study in this book of this dog. So there was an owner that um, didn't want his dog, right? And he wanted to give his dog away. So he went door knocking to give this dog away. And his, his verbiage was, knock, knock, knock. Hey, you wouldn't care to buy a fine shepherd dog that I wish to get rid of, would you? So he's come to the door to say, I want to get rid of this dog. And then he's gone back and he's spoken to this other man. He said, look, I can't get rid of this dog. And this man said, well, I think I can get rid of your dog for you. And goes back to the same farm where the farmer has already said no to this dog. And he, he uses his imagination. He changes the story and the verbiage. And this is what he says. Um, I see you are all crippled with arthritis. What you need is a fine dog to run errands for you. I have a dog here that has been trained to bring home the cows, drive away wild animals, herd sheep, and perform other useful services. You may have this dog for $100. And what did the guy say? Even though the day before he said no to the dog, he now said, yeah, I will take the dog. Because now he, through imagination, he has shown how this dog can be of use to this farmer. Whereas the guy before that didn't, he just wanted to get rid of this dog. Okay, so that's the power of the imagination, guys. It's perception. How are we looking at things? You know, what are we opening our mind to? So I just wanted to, to mention that story, Joe. I know you've probably got a hundred as well, but I really loved this, that story because it just goes to show um, what you can do when you use your imagination in the right way. Yeah, well, it really just gets back to, you know, using your imagination, like I said earlier on about like seeing it through other people's eyes, you know, like what is in it for them? Like it's, it's tremendous for sales. Like it's, you know, it's all well and good to come to the table and just tell people what's in it for you. No one's really that interested in that because they've got their own shit to deal with. They, you know, like, and, but if you can show them through imagination, imagining, oh, what, you know, how, how could I say this in a way that's going to show the benefits of, you know, even with your partner, like going and watching this other movie or going and getting this different kind of food or, you know, like how you, that takes imagination. And it really just, you know, some of the things that I notice in myself is like, I forget to go back to being more childlike, you know, like how cool is it that little kids want to have trampolines in their room and they wanted to have green Lamborghinis. Like when did we lose that stuff? Like when did, why? Because someone at, school or you know like we've been through it in previous podcasts there's a million reasons why we grow up like what like you don't like so let's just say 
you're going to be a brain surgeon. You don't go and be a brain surgeon straight off the bat. You go learn how to be a brain surgeon. You go train how to act when you're a brain surgeon. Being a child isn't all about like learning how to be serious. It's training us how to be adults. What if we brought more of that childlike stuff and imagination and you, you're walking around and you're looking at a tree as if you'd seen it for the first time and you don't even know it's called a tree. You're just looking at it in amazement like kids do. Like Christine's little son and my son's walking around seeing, you know, like our garden growing for the first time or, you know, like seeing a turtle and not knowing, you know, or all different kinds of things like and then looking at it when christine and i if we're not careful we'd look at it and just go yeah it's just a it's just a garden yeah that's just lettuce like not you know we've got it we forget and that just comes from imagination doesn't it you know and i guess the next thing is like it really like gets back to instead of making statements to yourself like oh i don't have an imagination or you know oh that won't work or this won't work like how could it work like gets back to the you know, you want to bring out the creativity, ask yourself a question and ask yourself really quality questions. You know, how can I build the world's largest office building? Like that's, that's, that's a story in the book. You know, he didn't say, oh, it can't be done. You know, because too many people are saying that, oh, you know, especially in today's day and age with all the fear that's going around, the fear mongering and, you know, all the, everyone just thinks the doors are closed. Like instead of saying, well, you know, that door's closed. How can I get out a window? Like, how do I, you know, how, how do I make this happen? How do I do my training and make it fun? How do I, you know, Christine and I were talking before about like my new training <laughs> that I'm doing. And it really just comes from asking the question, okay, who's done this before? And how can I implement what they've done so I can get a similar result? So it might work for me, you know, and then, like the tips I've got is just open up a whole new <laughs> world of possibilities where I was like, and it's actually easier. So I'm going to go do way more challenging things. But it's actually going to be easier because I asked myself a, a really great question rather than just like closing the door and thinking I'm going to have to go and brutalize myself on the running track to get fit enough to do this. So, you know, um, how can at 41, I be stronger every year, year on year, than I was before. I know we're getting back to health, but it, 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 this translates to everything, you know? There's like, I'm reading the book, uh, Finding Ultra by Rich Roll. And he was a 41 year old guy who was like struggling with his health. Like he was thinking he was gonna have a heart attack. You know, imagine being 41 and, and thinking, well, I'm gonna say goodbye to my kids. You know, one day I'm not gonna get up these stairs, you know? Like he couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs drummer, like that guy. And now, he's been touted as like the fittest man on the planet. Like he does ultra marathons. He did five Ironman triathlons in five days. Like I know that's been surpassed since, but like, Oh my God, like it had never been done back then. And you know, and all he said was like, how can I, and he just renounced it. He just renounced middle age. He said, I'm going to be fitter and faster every year. And he's in his fifties now. And every year he gets stronger and faster. And it wasn't that he was, some big like fat ass like all his life like he was a he was a he was a world-class swimmer 
you know, prior to that. He was fit in his younger days. So for him to be stronger than he's ever been at 40, well, hey, that gives me hope. That gives all of us hope that, uh, you know, that might be a bit out of shape. And, you know, to tie this in a bow, Christine, he just had the imagination that he could do it. And then he did it. And it came from imagination. He wouldn't be doing it if he didn't have the thought in his head that he could do it because what medical journal in the 2000s was telling you that at 41, you could keep getting stronger and faster and fitter without any like artificial help <laughs> well into your 50s. And his wife's doing it too. And oh, oh my God, I, I don't know. I'm just getting passionate about health and all that. But like, that's, that's what I want to use my imagination on. Because you know what? If I don't put my imagination to good use, my subconscious brain will put it to bad use and it'll put me in that comfort zone you're talking about. And it'll tell me a story that keeps me stuck. And it, it, look, guys, it's just a lie. But take control. Your mind's a tool. Your imagination is a tool. Use it for your benefit and the benefit of others. And yeah, if, if he can do it, I can do it. And, you know, Christine's saying you're the fittest you've been as well. And, uh, you know, you're 40. <laughs> I don't know. Like you've been open on the podcast, so I'm not giving anything away. But you know what I mean? So what do you reckon, Christine? Like, does that make any sense? Is that... It does. It does. And um, it, it may not be an ultra marathon for people, but um, because when you said, if you said to someone out there, you know, why don't you go run five ultra marathons? What's the, what's the common person going to say out there? Stuff that. I couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. There's no way I could do that because they're thinking about the end result. But what we have to do guys is think about, well, what's the first step? And that closed-minded, it may not be the ultramarathon, but when has someone asked you to do something, like maybe a promotion, oh, I can't go for that promotion, I could never do that job, or um, I can't, you know, cook that dish, I could never cook like that. We're already taking ourselves out of the game before we even try, before we even attempt, before we even take that very first basic step. You know, and I love what you said, Joel, because we've spoken about this on, on other podcasts, but... If you want to achieve something, you go and find someone that's already achieved what you want to achieve and you go and ask them how they did it. And you just follow the same steps. You can reinvent them, tweak them a little bit along the way, but that's, that's all you need to do is go and find people. But we get so caught up and stuck in our little bubble that we don't get resourceful. We don't go and ask because we think we're bothering people or people are not going to share what they did. People love to help other people. And if you, um, if you want that same success, like if someone came to me and said, Christine, how did you get um, so fit? Like I'd be more than happy to share what I do on a daily, weekly basis to help someone because they're taking that first step. They've got the courage to go, you know what? I need to get fit. I need to go and find someone who's achieved what I want to achieve, the level of fitness that I want. I'm going to take that first step and find out what they're actually doing. But if you look at people out there who are out of shape, who are overeating, who are not happy with their bodies, they want, they think they want, you know, the better body or the, the better health, but then they don't take that first step. It's all too hard. They don't have the imagination to go, yeah, I could actually achieve that. Their closed-mindedness keeps them stuck, keeps them comfortable, and it's not comfortable. It's suffering. 
people are stuck in suffering and they don't even realize it a lot of the time. It's just like, it's just become the norm. And you don't have to live like that. And it may not be, it may not be diet for you. It may not be ultra, it might be parenting. It might be um, your religion. It might be, you know, your business. I don't know. It might be where, where you work, but there's something in your life that you're telling yourself that you can't do, but you haven't allowed your imagination to go there yet. What we want to do on this podcast today is to get you to use your imagination um, to like as your power, as your secret weapon to create and design whatever it is that you want to achieve. But you've got to allow yourself to dream a little bit. You've got to allow yourself to, as Joel said, become more playful, unleash that inner child. You know, it gets beaten out of us way too early. And then we become so serious in this adult life. You know, so we want to give you the opportunity, I guess, to, you know, let that inner child come out. Let that imagination to run wild. If you want a slide going from the second or third floor in your house down the bottom, then put it in. You know, when did we get told that, that we weren't allowed to do things like that? And I know it exists because, you know, I've seen it. I did, I did Google it. There's amazing slides that you can get for your stairs for people who live in double story, triple story homes. <laughs> so I've already looked. I have a question, like, uh, like something that's triggering me a little bit now, like, and, and like, it's not my job to get in other people's business and, and tell them what to do. I, like, like I, I get that. I just have spent a fair bit of time this year. People are speaking to me about how they can be successful too, how they can, you know, go through the journey that, you know, I've been through and and have what I have and, you know, some strategies. And you know what I see a lot of them doing? They're out there getting all this help throughout the year and then they're out there drinking and partying and overeating and not working on the business now. Like they're not taking this time to slow down and, uh, you know, this slow down time of year. They're just going all in on the alcohol. They're going all in on partying. They're going and they're, they're just totally disregarding everything. And, you know, something that, I've learned is the number one way to, to like get what you want is to use the word now. Like if, if their new year's resolutions were so important, they would be starting now on the 29th of the 12th, not the first. And I'm just like, I'm just shaking my head and I'm thinking like everyone is like, I'm going to say everyone, a lot of people are out there wondering why they don't have what they want in their life. And you know, like they're using escapism or they're, you know, they're using this time as an excuse to really just not do the work. Like how, when's enough enough? Like when have you had enough of having a shit life? You know, like the middle sucks. That's where all the losing gets done. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be different, like do the 75 hard. Like I knew that I need a discipline over Christmas, you know, like if I could just, you know, like I'm a one's too many, 20's not enough kind of guy. That's why I don't drink, you know, like it's just that one time, you know, and all jokes aside, I'm thinking, what if I am this nice guy 99% of the time and people think highly of me and then the one time I drink too much just happens to coincide with a conference that I'm at and I undo all that good work or, you know, like what's this hangover costing me the next day when I could be using my creativity. Like you can't tell me you're creative when you're hungover or 
when you've overeaten or you've like, you're feeling like a slob, like, so I did the 75 hard because that's what other people aren't doing. So maybe a powerful question to use is your, in your imagination is like, what is everyone else doing? And how can I not do that? Cause I don't want what everyone else has got like Christine and anyone that's listening on this podcast, you guys aren't normal. Celebrate that. Ask yourself, you know, what, what can I be doing differently? Cause the masses and the sheeple, who wants a life like that? And call me judgmental. I don't care because my life's different to most people. And Christine's life is most, different to most people. And Maybe you've got a different life to other people. Maybe you're on the journey now. But honestly, if you're drinking alcohol on the 29th and partying when you've got shit that still needs doing, seriously, put it in the bin. <laughs> I don't know, Christine. I don't know. Like, I know where I was going with that. I'm trying to keep the... <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned that because on Boxing Day, um, we drove from where we live into town we drove past um, like Total Tools, Harvey Norman, you know, all those places. I've never seen traffic like it. Traffic was backed up. There was people parking on lawns and like dirt roads and everything for the Boxing Day sales. And I'm just, I just don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> like when, when did we become so greedy and consumed by materialistic things? Like, you know what we were doing Boxing Day? We were having experiences. We were out at the river. We were connecting with friends. We were not down lining up to get into a flipping shop to try and get the latest deal. And it's funny because we went to the local, uh, one of the big local um, chains here where you buy a lot of toys and things like that. I don't want to mention it, but a lot of the shelves where the toys were like five days out from Christmas were empty. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, why, why are we doing this? I don't know if our listeners know this. I have brought it up on another podcast, but $10 million worth of unwanted gifts get given every year in Australia alone. $10 million worth. And a lot of that goes to landfill. We just throw it out. I think it's this, more than that. Oh, I think it's, it's well, more that than that. That was two years ago. So it's probably more than that now. Because people are suckers, aren't they? Like they're controlled. So like I think our imagination is stolen by the iPads. I think it's stolen because like there's been a study done and like obviously this stuff's recent because this is only new. But when we were kids, Drummo, when we were bored, which is just a state of mind, I didn't really get bored because I get told to get outside and play. But kids these days, so like you'd, you'd make your own fun. You'd fall out of trees you'd go build cubby houses you'd like go get lost in the in the forest or something like that or you know you go work shit out you know get scared by snakes like all those experiences that people don't have anymore because when like they kids get bored now they can just open youtube up and they sit there and they're like like and <laughs> like nostradamus said that the end of the world would be spread by uh, the one eye. What if that's your iPhone or your TV? Like I'm not, I'm not anti-technology. I'm not like going down a conspiracy rabbit hole. I'm just saying like, I kick my kids off it. Like I, I understand they need it, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what's happening. Like there's so much, like it's just in our face all the time. And you know, like one of the great things about buying the farm and I know you're looking to do the same thing is like, 
go get muddy. Get the kids out in the dirt. Like I was, I was looking at your social media. Your kids are out in the, like the lake and I'm looking at the mountains in the background. I'm like, that is, that's heaven. That's experience. Like kids don't remember their best day of TV. They'll remember mum taking them to the damn lake though. You know, it, saves you on, it saves you on food too because they're so busy being busy playing in nature that they're not coming to you every five seconds saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You know, and, and my daughter even said, Mum, we haven't watched TV for days because we have. We've been at the river, we've been at the dam, we've been at the parks, you know, we've been connecting with friends and family, playing board games. Um, she even got a paint set for Christmas, so she's been painting. Like, it's just been the most amazing, um, you know, experience. And I think this year more than ever has taught me, Joel, and I know that you're thinking this as well, is the power of presence the power of connection and just being in the moment with the people that are there in front of you. Like I, I don't have to have a room full of thousands of people to be able to feel connected or be able to feel like I'm making an impact. Like I can make an impact within the four walls of my home, you know, and I can make the greatest impact ever within those walls. You know, that's, that's transformational for generations to come. You know what I mean? So I think like, um, I, I hear this too, Joel. People go, well, I don't have enough money to do that or I don't have enough money to go here. I don't. Instead of focusing on lack, use your imagination. Go, well, how could I come up with the money to be able to do that? Do you, do you reckon you could take that bet? Like how long do you reckon either of us could sit down with that person and they're what they spend their money on? How long before you think that the average person that sat with us could have enough money to do whatever the hell they wanted if they just listen to our money podcast or when did our free money course that's in the link in the description in all of our stuff, like far out, <laughs> like, or not just, you know, like I reckon, what do you reckon? One, 10 minutes, we could help them find the money. If you I stop like spending that. on stupid shit, that doesn't matter to impress people that you don't even like, like, come on. Yeah. Should see our tree. It's this big. <laughs> we, form, we form these spending habits and it just becomes normal part of life but when someone else comes in with a different view like it's so easy to go well you actually don't need that you actually don't need to spend money on that um i'll give you a really funny example that happened over christmas was my kids got to taste a tim tam for the very first time because we just don't buy them they're never we just don't spend money on stuff oh my gosh joel they thought oh they just absolutely loved it they're like what is this but you know what I mean? Like it just, it's just normal for us that we don't consume food like that because I just don't even allow it to hit the trolley, you know, um, because I know once they get the taste for it, goes what they're going to ask for next time at the supermarket, Tim Tams, because now they, they're like, you know, I don't know what the, the, the um, attraction is for Tim Tams. If people love Tim Tams, they go crazy. They dunk them in their coffee and suck it through. And oh my gosh. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. where, that made a tangent then. That, that, that was one big part of me being 130 kilos. It was, <laughs> was Tim yeah. Tams and all that kind of stuff. Like, um, yeah, that, we loved them and my kids loved them too. But you know what? Getting back to the imagination and highly recommended you get Rich Roll's uh, cookbook. We learned how to create um, like cupcakes. Like literally you cook them in a cup from all whole foods, totally vegan, no crap in them. It's sweetened with dates. It's like, I can't say it, like cacao powder or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It 
I, I was sitting there with my son, Hunter. He cooks them. I'm like, it takes two minutes, Drummo. They take two minutes in the microwave. It takes about three minutes to stir it all together. You make it. There's no mess. Yep. You make them and then you eat them with a little spoon. It's like eating a warmed up cupcake and it's not bad for you. And I'm thinking, why on earth are we being tricked to consume Tim Tams when you could just have this and it's better? And like, I'm not like, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've been doing this long enough now that my taste buds have changed, but my kids eat it. Like, yeah, I suppose when you're doing the 75 hard, you'll take anything, but <laughs> slightly sweet. But if you're listening to this, you want the recipe, make sure you send Joel a private message. I want him to be inundated with private messages for the mug cake recipe. Yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, to give him the credit where credit's due, Rich Roll, like it's literally R I C H R O L L, Finding Ultra. Just go look at Amazon. He oh, actually, I'll take that back. Look at a local bookstore that is a, lo- a locally owned bookstore and go ask them to bring that in for you. Um, and um, that'll be another podcast why I said that. <laughs> that'll be another podcast with the tinfoil hat on. But anyway, um, support your local people if you want them to still be there. Um, so, and, and, and yeah, check his book out. Like, because the food in there, anyone thinks that you've got to be bland when you're eating healthy, you will be crazy. And, you know, like he's a super vegan. Uh, you know, but you can cook some meat and put it next to the food that you make there. Like do what you want, but I'm telling you, he's used this food to be fitter and healthier every year. Like I said before, from the time he's 41, like he's still measuring his strength and endurance and his power and his K and like kilowatts when he's on a bike or whatever that stuff is like, I don't ride bikes, but, and it's going up. So He's doing something right. So, yeah, I check, check his book out, but it's amazing drama, like all that and stuff. And while you're in the kitchen there, I want to I come in here because the kitchen is usually where I'm my most creative. For those that know me know that I don't follow recipes. I just I, – I, <laughs> and that's why it's so hard for me when people go, can I have the recipe? I'm like, oh, no, I've got to remember, like, kind of what the measurements were. But, like, next time you're in the kitchen, here's my challenge for the listeners. Next time you're in the kitchen, just open your cupboard, open your fridge and create a meal without following a recipe. Create something from intuition, from imagination and just, you know, like a little bit of sweetness with a little bit of sour, with a little bit of salt. Like that's all you need to remember is having those three components and you can you can create the most delicious uh, recipes and you can own them but you've got to let your imagination run wild. And I'm talking to Joel here because I know. You know my secret? I'm actually, I'm a, like, I'm an undercover cook. I can cook like, yeah, I can, I I just don't like to do it so much because then I have to do it all the time. But um, (laughs) tell you what I learned from Nen years ago. If you bugger anything up, put Vegemite in it. (laughs) Vegemite saves the day. For us Aussies out there, you Americans, you might not like that, but Man, yeah. I'm not sure about that. I'm not no, sure about you know, if you stuff the soup up, put Vegemite in it. If you stuff like, you know, like, you know, and the other one is if you bugger um, stews up, put gravy in them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Please don't put Vegemite in your cakes and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, see, when we were talking about Christine, that's a bad use of imagination. <laughs> But hey, you never know. You could create the new uh, trending thing, a Vegemite cake. Vegemite yeah, muffin. Vegemite muffin. Hey, well, they got, they got those at um, Coles and Woolies. 
Not that I'd know anymore because I go to the local stores now. <laughs> it is, I'm really peppering into our, one of our next ranty podcasts when we get back to the rants. But Christine, what do you got to say? At the, like, what, like, like wrapping this up, like this has been great. Um, uh, you're the imagination queen. I've been working on it. And I think um, the biggest lesson that came from this book was like, I actually had a better imagination than I thought I did. I just was like, um, like I was more creative than I thought I was. I, you know, and uh, because it would be impossible for me to have achieved what I've done, you know, with that closed mind. So I think one of the great things about this book is it's actually the things that I was the hardest on myself about. Like I've actually given myself a break on. Like I'm like, oh, actually, I'm I'm actually a bit better than that. And there were some things that I marked myself well on that I was like, yeah, okay, I am pretty good at that. I am but I, I can improve. So I highly recommend the book, but what, what, what do you reckon? Well, Joel, I think um, imagination, it comes down to giving it time. You've got to give your imagination time. You've got to um, ask more empowering questions. Like if there's something that you want to achieve, like let's just go back to money. Like you want more money. People always want more money, right? Or you want to pay the house off quicker or, you know, ask an empowering question of like, what would that look like? Or what would need to happen in order for that to occur. So if you want to, if your uh, mortgage is for 30 years, but you want to pay it off in five, like what would need to happen in order you to, in order for you to pay it off in five, you know, like how much would you need to put away? Um, you know, what would your income need to be? What would you need to save? What would you have to um, give up sacrifice? Like you need to know these things, but don't just wipe things out because your imagination you haven't allowed it to explore the possibility. Like, please don't do that. Like the next time you come up to a challenge or you come up against, um, you know, something that you want, but you don't know how to achieve it. Just let your, like sit in the moment, let your imagination run wild and ask some more empowering questions. What's the first step I would need to take? What resources could I, could I call on? You know, who do I know that's already achieved that, that I could go to? You know, and and just allow yourself the time and space to be able to explore that imagina imagination and that, those thoughts that you're having. Don't just wipe them. Don't just move them on. Like you're having these thoughts, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, they're sending you messages all the time, but we're just kind of swiping through them. We're not giving them any attention or focus. But what if you had that next thought that could totally change the direction of your life, that could totally change your wealth, that could totally change your relationships. You know, allow your mind to be open. Allow your mind to explore, you know, get playful. And um, I really highly recommend that people do spend some time in the morning when you're most creative, just, just journaling or jotting down some ideas, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you want your business or, to go in a certain direction you know, start jotting down, brainstorming, do a big brain dump of all the things that you would love to achieve or how you would love your business to thrive or what sort of people you want to attract, you know, uh, like put your, put your time and energy into imagination, guys, because that's how you're going to create um, the lifestyle that you want. So I think that's all I, I wanted to say, Joel, and I hope that people, you know, found this really fun, this, this topic, and that they do, you know, take on what we said and really explore this a little bit more. Yeah. And if you didn't like the podcast, uh, imagine that this was really good and that you did love it. Like just <laughs> use your imagination. Like let's <laughs> say, listen, like I, 
like I was going to shut up, but I really loved what you said there. Like the whole book's about the power of a mastermind. I really loved, uh, you know, like just because like you don't get precious about who comes up with the idea about how to solve the problem. You know, like if I like, like do ask yourself, who do I know that can help me solve this problem and how, you know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of what happens in the world, uh, you know, gets stomped on by people who are worrying about who's going to take credit for the idea. Like if you come up with an idea and you share it with someone, they go make a million dollars about it. Like let them have it, you know, and you know, it'll come back. So like, don't get precious if you've got a problem about paying your house off, like go, like I could, I could guarantee you could Google how to pay your house off in five years on a 30 year mortgage. And there'd be tons of stuff on YouTube, tons of stuff on Google. I bet you could work out a way that works for you. You could meet people cause that would be a, a cool community. Like how can you bring value to the community? You know, and when you learn how to do it, put some content out to share with other people how to do it, you know? And yeah, like, so, and, and please don't, let your phone or social media or emails crowd your creativity. Like I did it for so many years. And one of the best things you can do is let your phone run out of battery and go walk in nature or, you know, go meditate and gosh, get, just get away from it for a while. Like sometimes you do have to slow down to speed up. So, um, you know, like I know Christine and I have had to do that. And, you know, we, we are, intense people and we've learned this year probably one of our biggest lessons is yeah you got to calm the fuck down <laughs> to be able to like like really take deliberate powerful steps forward uh and you know it's not easy to do when you're an achiever like christine is and an achiever like i am uh, and like most of the listeners you, you would be achievers if you're listening to this you wouldn't be listening to it if you were losers because we would be spewing the stuff that you don't like to hear so if you've got this far thank you uh give it a share uh shout out to christine uh because she's got uh like go message her privately and annoy her on messenger as well uh annoy me uh and if you've got any topics that you'd like us to cover in the future we're gearing up for a massive uh next 12 months we ain't gonna stop we're at like 78 podcasts now uh more of you are listening we appreciate you. So if you found value in this, um, yeah, use your imagination and think who'd like to hear this too. So have a most outstanding day. Damn.